Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google. No Amazon.com. No email. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 31. We're back to bitch and moan and complain some more. I don't know if bitch will get through. You might have just heard two beeps. This is John. I have with me Brad, Russell, Jordan, and Jim. Hello, fellas. The entire zombie crew is in effect. Hey, hey, the gang's all here. Yeah, I think it's been a while. I find that word is okay when used as a verb. (laughs) Oh, very good. Then we're going to bitch, 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 bitch. There you go. So we're back. Sooner than later, because there has been more news concerning Frank Darabont and uh, AMC and our beloved television program. So we figured we'd get back on as soon as possible, catch everybody up on all that news. There's some other items as well. And we have a bunch of voicemails and a giveaway and stuff that we wanted to get to and not have back up on us. Because the new season will be here before we know it, won't it? It will. It's very soon. Uh, as we record, it's uh, pretty much two months exactly. You know what? That's about right. Two months exactly. Hey, we that's are, crazy. We are two months away from New York Comic Con. Yeah, that's going to be bananas. And uh, so we're going to do this tonight, and then your next show will be a commentary track for episode five. I'm going to go ahead and play our first voicemail before we get into some news, because it's from our old friend Jack, our 12-year-old listener, inspiring zombie filmmaker who has an update for us, which I found uh, interesting and hilarious. Hi, this is Jack. About my video, uh, the zombie movie, It was. I was working on it, and all of a sudden I pressed something and it deleted. And I would love to show you guys, but I can't because it was deleted. And I'm, I'm really sorry. I feel really bad about that. Um, yeah, and I just love what you guys have been doing so far. I love your little commentaries on the shows, and uh, yeah, I, I really do feel like you guys are like watching it with me. It's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, and just keep up with the good work. Uh, love you guys and love your show. Thanks. Bye. So, okay, Jack, Jack, how do you delete Listen, a movie? Hey, as the video editor, guys, and Jack, if I can totally understand what happened, and the thing is. You're not paying attention. You get lax. You just you think you're hitting one button and you hit another button, and before you know it, boom. Or you haven't saved your project yet. Electricity goes out, or the program, you know, force quits itself or something. If I had a dollar for each time that happened to me, I would be a rich guy. I only have uh, I have a I have a message for young Jack, if I may, Russ. I'm sorry, uh, oh, Jack. There are just as many decaffeinated brands on the market that taste just as good as the real thing. So I'm going to say. You lie. <laughs> Have we figured out is Jack for real? I think so. He is. Yeah. I think his voice has dropped about three octaves since his last uh, voicemail, though. He's probably 13 by now. Probably. I, uh, I, I, unfortunately for you, Jack, I, I make pretty fairly decent money on the side now and again um, fixing problems and finding stuff when folks do things like that. So. I feel your pain, my friend. And you know what? I think that voicemail was sponsored by somebody, wasn't it, Russ? It was. It was sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can find all of your comic needs pre-ordered. You can use the code WD8 to save an additional 8%. You can catch up on the Walking Dead monthly comic, the Walking Dead weekly, if if you wanted to go back and start at number one. Um, they are continuing their uh, DC New 52 by offering 50% discount. It is 50%, right, if you order all of them? Correct. 
track, yes. just like number one. So if you're if you're into what's going on with DC and the fact that they're starting everything over from number one, um, you can you can partake in that. They also have a sister site in Stock Trades. If you want to catch up on The Walking Dead and get it in comic form, you can find all of the trades uh, and hardcovers and compendium and omnibus and um, just about any other format you could possibly think that they would capture The Walking Dead. Um, I'm sure you'll find something to fit your budget and your personal needs. So check out Plus, DC. Don't, don't forget, oh, ahead, don't forget the, uh, the two board games and the new Walking Dead novel as well. Absolutely. I was just going to say they aren't just about comics. They also have T-shirts. They have the uh, the Walking Dead action figures available. Anything you can find in your previous catalog, you can get a DCB service for a sizable discount. Russ, yes. again, that code that is what now? WD8. The reason I bring it up again is because one of our listeners um, tried to use the code, and he said it, it wasn't working. Um, but I have been in contact with DCBS. They assure me it works. Um, and they said if anybody is trying to use that code and it does not work, to give them an email. Their email address is customer.service at dcbservice.com, and they will take care of that for you. But they said it does work. He's tried, um, you know, he's checked several times. It does work. So, uh, you know, if you guys try it and you're having an issue, just give them an email, customer.service at dcbservice.com. They will take care of it for you. And I, I don't think that's something we emphasize enough when we do the sponsorships. But they have the be- some of the best customer service, not just in, in the comic business, but in just in business, period. Um, if you have any kind of issue at, at all, they, they, they're really good about resolving it. I've never had really any screw-ups as far as shipments and things go. Um, I've, had, I've been a customer of theirs for probably – four years now or so i had one time where i got a book that kind of got mangled in in the shipping and dude they made good on it immediately my next shipment they sent me another copy of it no questions asked didn't charge me anything for it um you know they they respond to the emails um you know pretty quick and like i said they're just they're just really really good at customer service and making sure that you're happy and they're they're willing to to work you know work with you on getting things situated um, depending on, on what's going on. They are on Twitter. That's another place to contact them. It's at DCB Service. So, Jordan, why don't we take this opportunity to talk about the news regarding the novel, since we're in that subject. Yes, sir. I have it all queued up. If you are interested in buying that Walking Dead novel from DCB Service, but you go, eh, I like to read, but I don't know. I've never read uh, Jay Bonasingo's work before. I don't know if I'm really interested in this novel. Go to Facebook.com slash Walking Dead Novels. Um, actually, it's probably Walking Dead Novel, but the URL is a bit funny. Um, Facebook.com slash Walking Dead Novel. You can read the first chapter of the book for free. Just click like on the page and it'll come right up. The full novel goes on sale on October 11th of this year. But like I said, you can get that first chapter for free right now. That's cool. I'm going to make the time to read that soon. Has anybody taken a look? I kind of like flipped through the pages to see how it was going to work on Facebook and everything, and it, and it looks really cool. Um, I did not read that first chapter yet, but we're going to have to do that and do some kind of review eventually. Definitely, I, definitely. Every time I pull it up to read it, I think, no, if I read it, I'm going to want to read more, so I'm not going to tempt myself. I'm just going to wait till I get the book and read it all, and then I'll put it away, and then I'll go back to maybe clicking on that link to read it again, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to wait. It's tempting. It's pretty sweet how they're uh, they're expanding the franchise in all these different mediums. We had the board game, we had the video game coming out, action figures, and now we're getting novelizations. Uh, pretty sweet. Oh, and they're they're talking about doing. I guess what is it going to be an OGN, um, Walking Dead Zero? Yeah, he's he's considering. Robert Kirkman is considering putting out an OGN, just like Russ said, calling it Walking Dead Volume Zero, and it's a prequel of sorts. Uh, and it will examine the relationship of uh, Shane and Lori to see how that got started. And for our fans out there who only watch the show and aren't comic geeks like we are, OGN stands for Original Graphic Novel. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I forget sometimes that uh, I fall into geek mode and realize that not everybody reads the comics. <laughs> It'd be interesting if they could get Tony Moore to come back and do the, uh, do the art on that OGN since he did the first six issues of The, Com- of the Walking Dead. That was my very first thought, and I, I think that would be sweet. I have a voicemail here that kind of ties into 
uh, the comic a little bit. It's from a listener who gave the comics a try after hearing our show, and we love hearing those stories. So here's that one. Hi, guys. This is Nat from Daytona Beach, Florida, and just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate your podcast. I got into The Walking Dead at the advice of a friend, and uh, neither of us were into the comic book. In fact, uh, I'm not really into any comic books. I never really have been. It hasn't really ever been my thing. But the reason I was calling is because of the show, um, you know, I got into your podcast. I was a huge fan of the show Lost and listened to four or five podcasts about Lost. And to be honest, there's been kind of a, a hole in my entertainment world since, you know, Lost has been gone and not having podcasts to, to listen to. I really enjoyed it. So you guys have uh, really kind of filled a void in, uh, you know, in my entertainment life. So I got into the, in the Walking Dead really just recently. I bought it on iTunes and watched it, really dug it. And uh, the reason for my call is I just have finished the first uh, six issues of the, of the comic on my iPhone. I actually, you know, got the, uh, the app and bought the first six issues. And I, I kind of dig uh, reading it like that because of the kind of the animated flow of it, you know, the way that it goes. Sometimes it doesn't reveal a full panel right away. And um, I'm a new listener to your podcast, so I've, I've actually gone back and started from the beginning. So I'm not really current. So I don't know how much you've talked about that, but um, it's been really enjoyable. And, I, I'm, you know, I may get into, you know, getting the compendium or something like that. Uh, it's, it's a really well-made uh, comic, as you guys know. And for somebody like me, who's a complete novice to the comic book world, it has sort of gotten me into it, and it's, it's uh, gotten kind of cool. So anyway, thanks for what you do. And um, I think I'll pop on iTunes and give you guys a great review because I, I just love it. I love the humor and uh, all your information and everything about it. And I actually enjoy, now that I'm seeing some of the differences in the storyline, uh, I enjoy both. Thank you, guys. Keep up the great work. Bye-bye. All right. Thank Thanks, you, man. Matt. Yeah, I think a lot of people awesome. are going to come to the comic digitally. I really do. Um, it seems to be the way things are going now with comics. And it's, just so, it's so easy to, to get caught up. And, and with the tablets and everything, it's, it's much uh, more wieldy to, to read a comic that way. I know we've talked about this on LOD, but I think we've just barely touched on it here. And I think it's cool that people that are coming to the TV show first are, are able to uh, you know, come to the comic you know, digitally and, and be able to get caught up as quickly as possible. And you know, like you said, with the limited animation and stuff like that added to it. I wonder if the iPhone versions... Do they like maybe you click the screen and it bounces from panel to panel? More or less, yeah. And sometimes it'll stay inside of one panel, but you'll see half of it first and half of it later. So you don't ever get confused with which panels to read first or which uh, speech bubbles come first, that kind of thing. John, do you have access to an iPhone or an iPad? Yeah, I do. My my wife has uh, the Verizon iPhone, so I was you, thinking... You can download free comics from, uh, I know, on the Marvel comics app you can download free ones and see how that how that works it's pretty cool yeah i think i will that that sounds cool because i've i've downloaded comics on my droid i don't know if they're from the official places that you're supposed to download them from but uh and you kind of have to like scroll around the page to find the word balloons and stuff like that i mean it's basically just like a pdf that you're scanning around on um so yeah, this I, is like going to be much more specialized than that definitely yeah yeah i'm going to check that out Actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure the Android phones, because I have them on mine, I just realized uh, they have, um, you can get a comic Comixology app, you can get a Marvel app, and a DC yeah. app, and uh, you can download those free comics and experience them just the way we were, I was mentioning about the iPad, you can do it on your Android phone now. Cool. I will check that out. And By um, the way, I've decided to start carrying all my comic books rolled up and stuck in my back pocket. I think I'm just going to go back to the way it was when I was a kid. Good luck with that. I'm going to just throw this in quick. We did get a new iTunes review. I, it, it's not from Matt. It's from Michael, so it's a different person. But uh, Michael says, at last, family-friendly zombie talk. He gives us five stars. It says, featuring a dedicated, knowledgeable group of survivors, this podcast presents a thorough recap of each episode, bringing together various opinions and observations. Uh, he mentions that he's glad that we are family-friendly, which is cool. We we like to hear that because we work hard to stay as friendly as we can. Maybe we should bleep that at the beginning then, huh? Uh, no, nah, I don't think we will. But nah, it verbs says... Are okay. Well, not all verbs. <laughs> he says, uh, we are clean of both foul language and foul spoilers. 
So uh, we work pretty hard to do that in, in both areas. So we appreciate the comments and the iTunes reviews. Uh, keep them coming. We love them. We'll read them. Thank you. Yeah, I could be I could be <clears throat> very wrong about this next statement, and if I am, please feel free to correct me. But I know sometimes for you guys, it's um, it's kind of a hassle to remain with that way of doing things. But I appreciate it, and uh, you know, it's just something I like to take pride in. It is not a pain in the neck at all. I think beeps are funnier than actually coming out and cursing. To be honest with you, I do too. You know what? We should just start throwing random beeps in every once in a while. You. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Jordan. Because I, I was about to. <laughs> Jordan, hit us with some news, and then we're going to have to run our contest next. But we could fit a news item in before. Sure. Uh, let's go back uh, two episodes when we talked about maybe this was an episode. I don't know. All the episodes are mixed up in my head now. But we talked about how they're re-releasing the DVD and the Blu-ray version. And I said, hey, if there is a list of the special features out there, I haven't seen it. Well, thank you, Luthan, on Twitter, who sent me the full list. Here's what we've got. You get all six episodes, of course. You get all the special features from the Blu-ray and DVD editions that were already out. Plus, you get a black and white uh, version of the pilot. You get audio commentaries on all six episodes. You get a special feature called We Are the Walking Dead, another one called Bring Out the Dead, KNB, and The Art of Making Zombies. KNB is Greg Nicotero's uh, special effects company. Digital Decay, the VFX of Walking Dead. No More Room in Hell, colon, The Walking Dead Phenomenon. Adapting the Dead. And Killer Conversations, Frank Darabont and Greg Nicotero, which is, I believe, if I remember correctly, were some bumpers that they used during last year's Fear Fest on uh, AMC where it was like they'd talk about some of the different horror movies that inspired them. Um, and I saw a few of them, you know, watching some of those movies, and they were very interesting, so I can't wait to check out all of them. Cool, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to get uh, to get this set. Um, it kind of brings us to our next point. Uh, does anybody want to throw anything in about this new DVD set coming out before we... Just that uh, I, I am a sucker for special features, the more the merrier, so I'm, I'm happy to see this. Me too, I thought, Jim. I, I, thought, I thought the original release was a little bare bones on the special features, to be honest. I love the special features, and, and <clears throat> if I had a choice you know, between a one-disc or a two-disc version, I'd more than likely pick up the two-disc version just for that. My, my only comment is one day I will learn. No, you won't. You're right. So, double dipper. Yes, and we have at least three double dippers in our group tonight. Uh, Russ... Brad and myself all have the original Blu-ray. Guilty. Yes. And we will be picking up the new special editions. So you, the listener, gets to uh, benefit from that. And what we're going to do is I'm going to drop a Twitter message right now that says... Hey, hey, it's a family show. (laughs) We will take the first call... At 516-468-7912, but you can't call because this was recorded days ago. Um, you can leave us a voicemail message, though. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to put that on Twitter. Be the first caller and try to win a Walking Dead Season 1 Blu-ray. Do we uh, want to do Caller 9 like radios do? Or we'd we have to get nine callers, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Let's, oh, let's, that's right. <laughs> this is a little short notice for everyone, so I'm going to do that. And uh, maybe we can hit a, a little bit of light news while I... Wait and see if anyone calls. Sure. Well, speaking of Greg Nicotero, like we were just a few minutes ago, he has been picked to uh, direct six, I believe it's six, yes, six mini webisodes uh, of Walking Dead that will premiere either alongside season two or right before. Um, But they're going to play on AMC's Fear Fest, which we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Um, It's going to be six episodes that will follow a character named Hannah and her children who take shelter in her ex-husband's house from a horde of zombies. And I guess the idea is that these characters will eventually intermingle with our main cast, Um, but it sounds like for these minisodes it's just going to be her and her kids. And I don't know that I've ever seen anything Greg Nicotero has directed, but I'm definitely interested in in seeing what he can do there. Did you say how long these are going to be? We have a call. Uh, Oh, wow. They're calling them webisodes, but I don't know. (laughs) Who is this? Hey, hi, this is Julia Fugna. You are on the well, Walking Dead TV podcast. <laughs> How yeah, are you, yeah, I just saw the tweet come out. I just randomly checked it. Did I, did I get it? Well, we're going to put you through uh, some rigorous tasks first. Uh, well, tell us your name again. I couldn't hear you. Uh, Julius Nunez. 
Cool. Julius. What's All your right. What's your Twitter name? A Twitter. Uh, it's It's my name. It's Julius Dunes. Yeah. <laughs> not Not very imaginative. <laughs> That's okay. Mine's my name too, so no biggie. <laughs> okay. Thanks so. for paying attention. <laughs> We're going to, uh, you're going to have to answer two questions. The first one is easy. Do you own a Blu-ray player? I have a PS3. Perfect. The best Blu-ray player out there, by the way. Yes. Yes. All right, so you're going to have a one in four chance of getting this correct. You're on the phone with John, Jim, Jordan, and Brad. One of us has dyed their hair blue. At one point. Can you guess who it is? Let's say uh, Jordan. That ding, is ding, correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we have a winner. I just want you to know. Chicken dinner. I was going to give it to you anyway, but I just wanted you to squirm yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thank you. You got All it. Right. If you can, right. uh, Julius, if you can email comments at walkingdeadtv.com and give us your information. We'll get, a, we'll get the Blu-ray out to you. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening right. and watching the Twitter and, and everything. Thanks, Congrats, Julius. Thanks. All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye-bye. You too. Actually, I would have been an unacceptable answer, too, if you'd counted the 80s. So. Oh, yes, the 80s. Of course. Hey, we got another one, but they missed we, out. we never to discuss the 80s. You weren't even around. <laughs> I, was, I was around for... A little less than a third of it. So back to the webisodes. It's pretty. You know what? I'm interested because Nicotero's involved. Yeah, and we know he's a visual genius. So I'm interested to see what he can do behind the camera. Did you? And he's from Pittsburgh. Jordan, I was kind of half looking out for phone calls and stuff. Did you mention how long they they would be? Is there any indication of? We don't know. I mean, it's labeled a webisode. I don't think I've ever seen a webisode that was longer than ten minutes. Usually, it's around five. Um, although if we wanted to say, you know, they wanted to be able to combine these into a, a 45 minute or 44 minute full length episode at some point, you know, you, you can do the math from there, but I'm gonna, uh, that, that's all guessing. It also might be something that ends up on the special features of season two. Definitely. I, and I would assume that's the case. Did you guys see uh, the movie Paul with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost? I saw the trailer. No. I saw it. I loved it, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because uh, Greg Nicotero did the uh, makeups, uh, special makeup effects on there. Oh, cool. That was a funny movie. I loved it. John, he also did special makeup and creature effects for Predators. Yes. I've been meaning to watch that again soon. And we're going to give away, uh, we'll decide who, uh, which Blu-ray Julius is getting, and then the... Remaining two of us with the defunct Blu-ray sets, we'll, uh, we'll give ours I away I think it soon. should be you, since you asked him the questions. Okay. Fair and enough. Then, uh, Maybe know, we can put one on Facebook Russ. next time, yeah. or we can, we'll mix it up. So one last news story before we get to our, our ultimate uh, argument one. I don't even know that it'll be an argument, but our, our big news story. Um, they've announced, and this is in connection with the idea of a Walking Dead Volume Zero book, that two or three episodes of Walking Dead Season 2 will either be flashback episodes or we'll have flashback segments, kind of like how we had at the end of Season 1. Um, so we'll get to see more about that whole Lori and Shane and Rick relationship, the triangle there, whether there was a triangle, um, exactly how they got along or didn't get along. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on some flashback stuff in Season 2? It doesn't bother me. I mean, th there aren't, other than than one that I in particular I can think of there there aren't any in the the comic you know there's just the one that I can think of so you know it's kind of cool that's you know what we were saying the, the cool thing about the show is that while we're familiar with it we're not familiar with everything because of the way they're doing it so yeah I'm cool with that bring it on I just don't want to know anymore you know the spoilers are beginning to mount and there's actually been some details about what the flashbacks will cover and stuff I just don't want to know yeah, I'm trying to stay away from the from the more spoilery details myself, which is difficult when I cover the news, but <laughs> I do my best. Yeah, it's kind of one of the pitfalls of being a fan. I mean, you want to keep up on the latest uh, on Walking Dead Season 2 and what what's going on. But then again, on the other hand, you don't want to be spoiled for the story. I mean, the only flashback I can think of in the in the original season was Rick waking up in the hospital. Am I, am I wrong? There was there? also the Shane flashback where he flashes back to um, 
when he was when he was uh, at the hospital as well, rather, but when he was covering Rick's door, etc. Right. I think if you know, if, obviously, if they serve the story and they're well written and, and well done, then you know they're welcome. But I, I, I really don't see the need for that being you know filled out any more than it already is. I mean, personally, maybe maybe other people would feel differently. So I'm fine with a sequence. I don't want to see a flashback episode. I think that's a little. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Keep it, it too much, sure. but but you know, if they just want to you know give us a scene here and a scene there to flesh it out a little bit, that's that's fine. One other Walking Dead story before we get to the big one is Scott Ian from Anthrax. If you're a big metalhead or you uh, watch a lot of VH1, you've probably seen this guy before. He's the bald one with the big, the big goatee. Not even a goatee. It's just uh, just from the bottom of his chin down. But uh, he's going to be cameoing as a zombie in Walking Dead Season 2. Now, in our wishes before Season 1 started, we said that we didn't want any celebrity Zombies, but I don't really count Scott Ian because nobody's going to know him except for like the hardcore Anthrax fans. So I'm okay with it. I I think he could actually be one of those people that you'll recognize even if you don't know Anthrax. Like you you won't be able to place him, but you go, I've seen that guy before somewhere. You can because you're a metalhead. But I'm not even a big Anthrax fan, and I just recognize him from other things. He gets around. Yeah, he's been on the I Love the 80s, I Love the 90s shows on VH1. You know, um, I know they did that. They've done tours with other uh, bands, that, part of the quote unquote Big Four uh, with Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Um, you know, I mean, I think he's fairly well known, not only in metal circles, but beyond. Plus, I mean, he has a very distinctive look. I mean, even if you don't. Exactly. If you don't, yeah, if you don't know him from the band or whatever, if you see his picture in the article saying he's going to be in The Walking Dead, I mean, you get a look at him, you're going to see him, you know, as a zombie. He's going to stick out. He doesn't look like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can, it doesn't bother me, you know, it's not Charlie Sheen as a zombie, you know what I mean? Like, it's just obscure enough of a person that I don't I don't mind it. Plus, I doubt they're going to linger on it and make a big deal out of it, you know, and be like, hey, look, it's him, you know, blah, blah, blah. He'll just probably be another. Guitar. Yeah, and probably be just, you know, another extra in, in, in the pack, maybe in the front of the, the Yeah, I'm fine with it, too. Yeah, as long as it's not obtrusive to the story, I don't care. All right, I guess we're so, ready to uh, break more bad news. <laughs> yeah, well, as we talked about an episode or two ago, Frank Darabont is no longer with The Walking Dead, as uh, in any capacity it looks like now. Um, the word has broken since the last time we recorded that it, he did not step down from The Walking Dead. He was fired by MC. It's it's pretty shocking to me. I mean, I we all had a pretty good idea that it wasn't he wasn't leaving because he was overwhelmed by doing a television show or because he wanted to do another project, which was kind of rumored about. Um, but I was, I would have bet that he quit because of the budget problems or whatever. Hearing that he was fired is like, it was a huge shock to me. Were we given specifics as to why that happened? Well, I mean, it's still connected to the budget problems. Apparently they were, they were filming episode three or four and some footage came back and he was trying to add in a lot of stuff in post that he didn't do um, in actual production and that was going to cost quite a bit of money. And AMC told him, I guess, for not the first time, no, you can't do this. You needed to do it in actual production and uh, this is going to cost too much. You're through. Yeah, the, I, the comment I heard was the studio said that this footage was unusable, not that there were things missing, but they deemed it unusable, whatever that means. And I've heard in these – now the articles are just coming out like crazy uh, with the revelations and stuff. And one thing I do keep hearing is things like, you know, quote, he's notoriously not easy to get along with. Um, you know, he's probably very strong-minded, especially about keeping the integrity of his work and everything. Um, so there were definitely some conflicts between the studio and him. Well, I mean, I think I speak for all of us when we say we didn't, we don't want to see Frank Darabont go. But let me play devil's advocate for a minute. You're managing a state, you know, a, a, a network here, AMC, that is a basic cable network. It isn't HBO. It isn't getting that extra revenue stream from subscribers paying extra for that, you know, for that channel. They're getting a much, much smaller slice of that pie. So their operating budget has to be much lower than something like HBO or Showtime, and you know that definitely would have to be passed on to the production budget. I mean, right now they're they're juggling three of the biggest shows on TV: Breaking Bad, Mad Men, and Walking Dead, all with you know very you know for for you know for basic cable television very high production values. So plus they've got a number of new shows coming in as well. 
Right. And, you know, to keep all those things going, I mean, you know, something would have to give somewhere because they just don't, they probably literally, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not sticking up for Hollywood fat cat executives here. I'm just saying, you know, if if they don't have the money, they don't have the money, you know, it's it's bottom line. My only counter to that is, I mean, yeah, they're not HBO, but HBO doesn't have paid advertisement. HBO gets their money from you know, from actual subscription and whatever the cost is per subscriber, AMC, um, my under, based on what I read, they get 29 cents per cable subscriber, which is about a third, almost a fourth of what USA and FX get. Now, granted, the amount of original program on it, programming on AMC is compared to USA and, and FX are, are kind of night and day, but they also, they're a commercial network, so they, they can sell ad time. Um, the other thing is, if the budget was okay for season one at six episodes, given what they thought the ratings would be, you fast forward and the ratings were way better than than they would have expected and just huge um, overall, you know, blew away their expectations. Why would you cut the budget for season two from season one if it exceeded your expectations? I mean, my 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 thinking would be, okay you had a budget in mind based on what your ratings would be and what your, your income level is going to be. And if it went beyond that, you would think that they could sell more or a higher ad rate for season two, which would yield, I mean, if nothing else, a static budget, not a cut. Now, one of the things I do realize is they were getting a pretty big tax break for filming in Georgia for season one that I, I'm, I'm, my understanding is they're not getting for season two. So I can understand you know, if they're if they're not really willing to expand, but the contraction of the budget is what really just kind of makes me scratch my head. Did they actually yeah. contract it per show, or did they not raise it? Um, I believe it is slightly contracted. I have seen the numbers. I want to say it's about a fifteen percent cut overall per episode. I've, I have more to say on that later, but I'll, I'll let Russ finish. With yeah, you, you haven't even gotten to the the part that really amazes me. I'm assuming you're talking about the indoor versus outdoor? Yeah. What what Brad is talking about is they want to do more indoor shooting and less outdoor shooting because it's a lot cheaper um, and actually a lot more comfortable for the actors too. But it's a lot cheaper to shoot indoors and a lot more predictable where you have lighting that you can control, you have sets you control than it is to film outdoors. Um, Actually, that could factor quite a bit into the flashback episodes we were talking about before where flashback segments flashback segments they can be indoors they can be on a set there's no reason for them to be outside well you know yeah i guess we have seen uh where the story is headed in the tease you know that they showed at comic-con and uh we know what happens in the in the comic you know as far as that story goes so there there is a bit of indoor shooting that they would probably have to do for this storyline. So, right. You know, it's not, it's not out of the question, you know, to try to accommodate some of that, I guess, now that I think about it. Right. Right. Um, to, to go back a little bit and talk about the money problems and granted, this is all arguendo and a lot of, um, stuff that I've just seen posted over the internet, but did you make that word? The basic reason why AMC is in this arguendo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll see that in legal documents all over the place, briefs and Memos. Um, it's a quasi-legal term. That's it, awesome. It, it means arguing from something you're inferring. That's my new favorite word. It, it is a fun word. Um, but yes, so the reason AMC is in this situation, John, you called it last episode a cluster f- I would call it more growing pains. Here's the problem. AMC is a fairly new network in terms of original programming. As you mentioned before, Russ, uh, they have – Currently about five, four shows on the air. They have a couple more coming up. They've had a couple in the past as opposed to, let's say, an HBO or an FX that has that many new shows on pretty much all the time. Um, so you have Mad Men and you have Breaking Bad. Those are the two critical hits. They don't bring in a ton of viewers, although it's growing every season, especially for Breaking Bad right now. It's pretty incredible. But they get great, great critical response and they bring in high-class advertisers. So – you have Matt Weiner, the the he's basically the the Robert Kirkman of Mad Men. Matt Weiner, he's the head writer, he's the creator of the show, he controls everything. This past season, you might notice there's been no Mad Men on the air. Mad Men would generally be on the air right about now, and it simply never showed up. They've only recently started shooting, I think, and that's because they were in contract negotiations for forever. It looked like Mad Men might even 
leave the network. Matt, Matt Weiner wanted an extra $10 million for the season. And as shows get older, the actors are making more money. The executive producers are making more money. Um, and if you've seen Mad Men, you know that it's certainly deserved, but these things do get more expensive as the shows get further along in years. And Mad Men's about five uh, five seasons in now. Breaking Bad is is on its fourth now. They've just shown up for their fifth season. So there's $10 million that AMC does not have. You know, they don't have a ton of money. That's $10 million that's taken out of the running for other shows. Breaking Bad then had just recently some issues where they're trying to negotiate for a fifth and final season. AMC wanted less episodes because, again, they don't have as much money as they used to. Um, or they want, were trying to cut different parts and things. They finally come to a conclusion for that. They're going to get a 16-episode final season, which is actually better than I expected. Um, they usually have 13 episodes in a season. It's going to be a fifth and final season. And presumably they didn't have to cut anything. It looks like they're going to keep their cast. They're staying on AMC. They're getting you know even more episodes than before. So, again – this means AMC, a network that only has a couple shows, and they have more shows coming down the pipe. Uh, pipe. They have Hell on Wheels. They have season two of The Killing. They have a couple others in development. It looks like Walking Dead just kind of got the short end of the stick, not because of anything they did wrong, but because AMC needs to continue growing their brand, and they might be making some weird decisions, but I'm putting it as growing pains. They simply don't have as much money for all the things they want to do. I, I just can't. I totally I, I see your point. I don't disagree with your point with the motives behind what they've done. But how do you choose to cut short the one that's doubling the viewership of any of those other shows you mentioned? Well, there's there's two reasons. One, you can cut the budget a certain amount, and that's not going to affect viewership in any negligible way, any noticeable way. Um, if the people like the show, they're going to continue to watch the show. But you know, no, Jordan, you know what does cut into your viewership? Negative buzz and word of mouth of bad things going on. That's true, but you've got to keep in mind, 99% of the people who watch that show don't pay attention to internet buzz, have no idea about, they don't know who wrote the show, they don't know who directed the show, and they don't care. They go there to watch zombies. I, you know, I, guess, I, was, I have no clue who those people are. I know they're there. I'm not arguing you. I just... Every- <laughs> well, they're, they're certainly not in our group, <laughs> the people we hang out with. We're into all that minutia, but we are the weirdos in the situation. Not everybody cares about this kind of stuff. I was only just now starting to develop an interest in those other watching those other two shows and now you're mad at them <laughs> yeah now I, now i have no desire to watch them and maybe but it's why some, are you mad at them for getting some, paid for putting out an awesome product i don't know that it's awesome i know the one i've watched is awesome and i don't want it to go away well it's not going away <laughs> it's oh it, it got a slight budget cut i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not gonna make it past season two uh, well, well, it's only time is going to tell. Um, well, the other- I, I realize that, but I, I just, I have a feeling that AMC is going to let it die, it, which is horrible. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's just my gut. So maybe it's childish, maybe it's unfounded, but I'm going to do what I can to punish them by not watching those other two shows, which will only zero, hurt Breaking, uh, will only hurt Mad Men or not Mad Men. I have only zero hurt the Dead. interest in in how will it hurt. Walking Dead. Because if they have less viewers and they're not selling as many DVDs and other shows, they have less money to go to The Walking Dead. Well, I don't have a Nielsen it, box, so whatever. It's a communal well, – well, no, but no, they're going more from DVDs and stuff. Um, the, 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 the other – I said there's two reasons why they would cut the, uh, the budget for season two. Um, as you guys know, most pilots have a much higher budget than the rest of the season. Um, that's standard practice in television. Your pilot will have anywhere from three to ten times as much of a budget as any one episode from the rest of the show. You want to make sure you've got to build those sets. You've got to get all those actors. You've got to make everything look really good because it's a pilot and you want to get as many viewers as possible. Well, AMC- well you, you say that um, – just to speak to uh, your first point before you finish with your second. You, you say that the, the, the cuts they're making are going to affect the production overall. I don't think Frank Darabont would agree with that statement or else he probably wouldn't have left. Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm not sure he said exactly that, but I'm, I'm saying not to a point where the average viewer is going to notice. Well, here's the important thing. When the show gets canceled, <laughs> whenever it may be, and we're going to have like all these listeners, and we're going to have to come up with a cool way to keep our show going. Like, I used to listen to the Galactica, the, the, 
the Galactica water cooler. It was a podcast for Battlestar Galactica. And then when the show ended, they changed it to the Galactic water cooler. And it's just all about science fiction. So we have to think of the WDTV. We have to use those four letters to keep our podcast name, but talk about other crap. <laughs> um, but to, to finish the thought on it being a pilot, from the beginning, you can go back to articles right when they announced that they were doing a six-episode first season. AMC has pretty much always said that they were viewing that first season as a pilot. Episodes one to six, that's just an extended miniseries pilot. And so if you want to follow the logic of you always cut the budget after the pilot, it would make sense that season two would have a slightly smaller budget per episode. Quit sucking up to the band, Jordan. Sounds to me like you're grasping at straws, dude. No, no. Dave said that, I believe, as well. It is fairly standard. I I mean, I I get it, but what what worries me more is not the actual cutting of the budget you know i i mean i agree with you to some to some in some respect jordan that you could trim fat here and trim fat there and you could cut back things and and you wouldn't really notice and i think there's you know they they could reuse a lot of things there's there's certain things that they have that are either already built or that are on hand or um that they may be able to find somebody else to do a little more cheaply my concern is just the meddling and we've seen it on the movie side you know um sony steps in and they want um uh, you know sam raimi to to bring in venom as well you know when he only wants to to bring in the sandman and and things you know we get spider-man 3 we see it time and time again where we, we saw it with x-men the last stand the, the studio or the suits get involved and because of either budget or because they think they know better or because you know whatever the reason that the meddling in general has a negative impact on the show. And it could be the negative impact is the actors or the crew or, um, just their perception in Hollywood and their ability to, to get, you know, talent that's engaged. Um, I mean, we're hearing a lot of rumor right now. I mean, nobody's talking, uh, you know, at AMC, the cast isn't talking, the crew doesn't want to talk it, you know, in the, in the, the quote I heard as well, it's a zombie show. And, you know, if you're, um, you know, pick your character and, you know, you're Jeffrey DeMunn and you come out and you start blasting AMC to stick up for Frank Darabont, well, guess who's going to get killed off in episode four of season two? Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. And so, so my, like I said, my fear is, is just the meddling. Because I, 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 I'm, I just that concerns me more than the budget. I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, we haven't heard any reports of meddling aside from Darabont and them wanting to shoot more indoors to save budget. We haven't heard well, we want we want a character who does this or we want less characters who are like that or etc. But to me, that's that's enough. I mean, but all those you, stem from the budget. That's one thing. True. Well, yeah, they stem from the budget, but. But again, you're you're impacting you've impacted in a dramatic way your chief creative talent and your your push to film four four days indoors and four days outdoors is shoehorning what kind of stories you're going to tell or how you tell them or you know where the where the show is going that kind of thing and so again that concerns me I mean yeah you're right I mean ultimately it gets down to budget but still it's it's suits dictating the creative side of the show and i don't i you no, know what i, I just think it's all unnecessary i just think it's all unnecessary i mean i don't think I, i'm i'm definitely not on the side of the fence with brad where that it's going to get canceled after this year and i i think it's still going to be fine i just think that all of this was unnecessary they're like totally you know crapping where they eat to for lack of a better term i mean i can't you know what whatever i've said it enough and jordan so i you love your different? cockeyed optimism i love it and the show's going to be great and uh I'm, I'm curious, though, Brad or John, what would you have done differently or, or, or Jim or Russ? I would have went to them to the other shows and said, hey, guess what? Walking Dead beat your pants in and we're going to up their budget and you guys are going to take the cut. And then uh, they would have lost those other shows, which are what. Why would they? Well, wait a minute. Why would they have lost those other shows? But we're not going to lose Walking Dead and the vice versa. They don't own them. Sony owns. I believe it's Sony owns Breaking Bad, and they were fully willing to bring it to another network. That was the threat. And another, I think it's Warner Brothers owns Mad Men, and they threatened to bring it to another network as well. They threatened to take it completely away from AMC. All right. Well, that makes a lot more sense. Oh yeah, Lionsgate. That's what it is. And Sony owns Breaking Bad. Did you say that before? And I wasn't listening. 
No, no, no. But no. It, it, it is true. Oh, that's they a big. That's a huge point. That's a huge point. Yeah. yeah. That makes more sense to me now. But my yeah, that's that's you know part of the story I didn't know. Sorry, I, but, I forget that I follow these stories a little bit more closely than everybody else. No, no, it's fine. But, but you know, the other thing is, and it gets to the point where you're reading how Vince Gilligan, the 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 showrunner, you know, the, the Frank Darabont of um, of Breaking Bad was treated, and the guy from Mad Men. It the, the, again, the concerning part is how they were treated by AMC. That you know, or at least how it's being purported they were they were treated. Oh, I, I agree. That they were being treated poorly, and again, I think that just. It, it, it says more about the network as a whole than it does about this specific situation. You know, I mean, take Walking Dead out of the equation, and they've got two successful, um, critically acclaimed shows that I think are getting more and more positive word of mouth as the as the seasons go on, and and they're treating the showrunners poorly, and especially with the, with with Breaking Bad and Mad Men and Mad Men because they could walk like you said and go somewhere else. Now, again. Your your viewership increased over a season for for The Walking Dead, almost unheard of. So why don't you go back to your advertisers and just say, you know what, your whatever we are charging you ad you know ad wise for season one, it's gone up by I don't know thirty percent or whatever, you know because the ratings were thirty percent higher or forty percent higher, whatever they were for season for season one. It, it 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 just seems like if you're if you're increasing viewership, you can you can get more more ad revenue. I mean, it's just like anything else. I mean, when you sell ad space for the Super well, Bowl, I'm sure they are. I, I don't know any no. numbers specifically. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming on both ends. I'm sure there. You know, there's got to be just a scale for that stuff. Like these are your ratings. This is what you're supposed to be getting with advertising, right. and they're probably getting that extra and cutting the budget. You know, that's the way I, you probably run a good business. You know what I mean? Like those guys are making a lot of money. Right. Well, and not to, we talked about it earlier th- or in a couple episodes ago, but AMC either recently became or is about to become publicly traded, which means they're going to have not only responsibility to the creative forces, to the advertisers, etc., but also to stockholders, which means sure. they have to drive a profit. And if they can't do it, which it seems like they're between a rock, a hard place, somebody with a laser and some meth heads, you know, Sharks. who do you who do you say, "Hey, we have to cut your budget?" You know, they have to be a dick to somebody. Who are they going to be a dick to? And unfortunately, it seems like it's be it's Frank Darabont at this point. You know, there's another part of this story that we haven't mentioned and I don't think really has been mentioned in the news or anything, and that's Robert Kirkman. You know, what, if any, kind of say what does he have in any of this that's going on? Well, he's still there, so I mean – well, he's, he's, not away, he's not walking away yeah. from his, you know. No, okay. he he's going to do what he can to make it the best, you know, that they can. You know, if they had forty dollars to make one show and they got twenty, he's going to find a way to to make it work. But you know, I just think it's interesting that we haven't heard anything from him, and maybe he knows, you know, to hold his tongue. You know, he he may be. A, as worried and upset about it as, as we are right now. But, you know, it's just, I, I want to hear from him. I want to, I want to hear his take on it. I'm going to ask him at New York comic con <laughs> off the record. But yeah. we're totally going to tell everybody. I don't have a recorder on in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a decent memory. However. <laughs> I, I mean, and, and all of this and, and, you know, n- nobody's right or wrong in the situation because we simply don't know. This is to use Brad's new favorite word. This is a lot of arguendo um, on both sides. In the end, it's going to depend on what we see on screen, and hopefully in two months and three months and four months as the season progresses, hopefully we can look at those episodes and say, hey, they're still good. Yeah, and obviously that's what everybody's rooting for, and this is just stuff to talk about between seasons when – We've run out of other stuff. So, but it's it's a pretty big story, you know. It's one of those things where we can only hope, and hopefully, it'll be just as good, if not better, with Glenn Mazzara. And uh, if you want to see what his work is, check out our next episode, which is going to be that commentary of Wildfire, which he wrote. Right. Otherwise, real soon, this could be the Wolf Den TV podcast. Or arguendo the- is a Latin legal term meaning for the sake of argument. Yep. The Fun, weird. Right? Dad's TV podcast. The weird dad. Weird done taking vitamins. Vitamins podcast. We'll have to we'll have to work on that. Brad was going to go another direction with the pill, but ooh, 
Call your doctor uh, after four hours, pal. Hey, uh, what's the division up? podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's a mix. Bring it home, Jordan. So that's it for this episode. And if you've got anything to say with this giant story, which we're sure you do, leave us a voicemail, 516-468-7912, or send us an email at comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Check out Half Hour Wasted on Mondays. That's Brad's show. Or The Legion of Dudes on Thursdays. That's my show, John's show, Jim's show, and Russia's show. And don't forget, we have a brand new show on the feed, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, where they discuss all the movies that are out now in theaters. You can find all of those at hhwlod.com. Check out our Facebook groups for Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted, Walking Dead TV, and Media Minutes. And follow us on Twitter at WDTV Podcast and at HHWLOD underscore network. Hey, uh, I forgot a voicemail, and we're going to leave you with it. It's about an angry listener. Well, an angry viewer. They're not mad at us. They're mad at AMC. But uh, we'll leave you with that as we take off. So see you next time. The Walt Disney Transvestite Podcast. (laughs) There's a lot of them. Hello, my name is Terry. I'm calling from Michigan. Uh, this is the Walking Dead TV podcast. I just want to let you know that I sent CMC an email just to explain how I appreciate everything they've done, but I don't appreciate how things have been treated with The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad also. And that I'm just really worried that how things are being handled is going to affect the show creatively and you know, eventually be a demise. I said it in much nicer terms than that, but I don't know. I just thought I just wanted to share that with you guys. See what you thought. Uh, the podcast. Look forward to the next episode. So until there's no more room left in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, but when you arguendo, well, let's just keep it at that. Have a good week. I'm hungry, damn it. Please, munch your chips right into the mic. It's very professional. I had some great General Tao's chicken tonight. It was awesome. So what number is this? 31. 31 flavors of brains. Who's puffing on the bong? Yeah, so I was just going to say this out of my college. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like my college years. Hey, man, there's going to be zombies in season two. Whoa, dude, if I blow my brains out, will they be able to eat my brains? I'm recording all this, so feel free to I'm use I'm outside my body <laughs> so they can eat whatever they want. Now I'm craving more than just food, damn it. Now I'm craving something that would make me crave more food. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Uh, All right, are we ready? Let's do this. I'm ready. Let's light this candle. 31. 31. 31. Mute. 31 flavors of brains. Hi, this is Jack. Oh, that's About loud. my video. Okay, ready? There's a blooper for you. Here it is. Uh, the zombie movie, it was... I... Here it is again after I rewind it all the way. Is that phone call oh, already gone? Yeah, the the other phone call's gone. I guess we'll take some that, uh, maybe we'll take a few and make them answer the question and then tell them they weren't first. Um, <laughs> no, that's not cool. Nah, I guess not. Um, we so, could still take them. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could take them. Um, if we get any more, I will let you know. I'm going to bring a caller in. I'm going to try. I failed. Um, I failed to bring a caller in. Wookie Dreams TV podcast.